everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Geek Remix Podcast. Today we're going to be going over our 2018 games list with some anticipated games for 2019. I uh, just want to be, well, my name is Stacy, And I'm Ari, and in case you're watching on YouTube, I'm using Wallpaper Engine as the background, and I just looked up Hatsume Miku, so. <laughs> and there's a girl with... They probably, I think they've seen her before on a podcast. No, this one, this is a new one. Oh, that they, okay. That I've never before never seen. Never before seen. Hatsume Miku Wallpaper. So, um, <clears throat> so the games that we're going to be talking about are some of the major let's plays and videos that we did from last year so this doesn't cover we're not this is not like every game that came out in 2018 yeah because we can't like even if we play games all the time i don't think it's fair to say that we have a games of the year rewards thing yeah where yeah. this is the what we want to say about video this games this is like what we want to say about the games that we played not necessarily which one is the best out of every game that came out because <laughs> um, <clears throat> obviously we didn't play everything and we can't even it, we wouldn't even be able to spend time talking about all like every single game that we did play mm -hmm. so this is just some of them all right mm -hmm. so uh, first up, I thought we could talk about the Life is Strange Before the Storm bonus episode that came out around springtime of last year. Mm -hmm. So that was the episode, uh, for those of you who might not remember, with uh, young Max and Chloe, mm -hmm. which I, I had mixed feelings about that before it came out because I was like oh like what could we really they were just and then guess what it was to make you feel even worse yeah and then guess what it was an emotional roller coaster like every life is strange thing that comes out god damn you uh, but it was I'm still glad we did it but it was like and on like an okay like oh wait that was the end of the end of the before the storm where they're like and then it was okay and then they're like remember she gets fucking murdered and i was like i do i remember well, well, like well no before the storm does the same thing because they're like remember they had this adorable friendship and then max abandons chloe for years <laughs> i know <laughs> and, 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 like, what? and then it just ends with chloe laying on the floor crying <laughs> and you're like oh my god yeah uh, I mean, I still really, really enjoyed it, though. It was just super fun to get to see their friendship with the pi like, with the pirate ship, and, yeah, let's look at some more. Uh, so, I don't, what, what else did you, uh, what did you like about it? Uh, I liked that it was friendship, though. It, it really encapsulated the essence of two kids doing just kid stuff. Yeah. And it really also showed how clever... And, and, and smart Chloe can be when she's in an environment where she's supported and loved. Yes. Because I think a lot of people are like, bleh, Chloe, and it's like, you know, oh, she's, she's just, oh, she's just angry, you know. But when she's in an environment where she's supported and loved, she came up with, like, this really cool thing, and she had all these ideas. They set a bomb off in her room. Yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> um, next up. I thought we could talk about the two of these together, even though they came out at different points in the year. We had Super Seducer 1 and Super Seducer 2. So, I love how when the first one came out, we had no idea it was going to be this, like, uh, I just remember kind of... I'll just have Pepsi Man on. Pepsi Man. Okay. It's oh. the same energy as Super Seducer. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Super Seducer, I mean, 
it's the worst and is definitely isn't helpful, but also I never wanted to stop. <laughs> I want there to be more of I them. I want the Super Seducer series to go on forever. Yeah. And I think uh I think we learned a valuable lesson this year in that, you know, you can't stop uh shitty I hate to use the word problematic because people have very emotional reactions to that. And <laughs> yeah, the guy uh, took the Pepsi can out uh, of his crotch oh, and pretended that oh, the Pepsi is his penis. Wow. Okay. This yeah. is All right. Uh, sorry to anyone just listening to just this. Listening. You must be very confused. Yeah. But it, I think we learned a valuable lesson in that you can look at something that you consider to be harmful or unhelpful. I guess, yeah, harmful, ranging from harmful to unhelpful, and be like, all right, I'm going to look at it in depth and then reply to each of these stances that you're taking and say why you're wrong or why you're right and how this can be harmful or how this can be helpful. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a valuable lesson in learning how to deal with media that's kind of shitty without just shutting it down and being like, have you heard it's awful? Yeah. Which, you know, not everybody is obligated to put the effort into watching something that's going to make them feel like shit. Yeah. So I think, you know, we said this a bunch of times, like, while we were actually playing it, that was, like, us playing it and responding to it, like, bit by bit is how we chose to respond. Everybody's response to it is valid. Yeah. So if you're the type of person who's like, no, I just want to boycott it and, like, not pay attention to it at all and not, like, participate, that is also completely fair. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Super Mario Rule 63. What is Rule 63? I don't know. We have to Google that before I click on whatever that was. Okay. Uh, Rule 63. Gender swapped. Oh, okay. Then it's, it's fine. We can have that. Um, it's fine. This is, yeah, Twitch that's, allowed. That's Super Mario right there. So this okay. Is after eating a big mushroom. Okay. So, and then we had Super Seducer Two, which I feel like was really interesting because, uh, at least when we were playing it, I got the distinct impression that some of it, uh, took into account like specific feedback notes that we had given mm-hmm. during our let's play. Unless we were like losing our minds. I mean, it's also possible that a bunch of other people said the same, the, the same things, and so they chose to, or that they chose to do it on their own, but there were a bunch of things that we had talked about, like, for instance, uh, having segments from a woman's perspective, having, um, like, like, having seduction scenarios, like, where you- For play, ladies. For ladies. Who are trying to get dudes. I, and the third one, I want to see what their hot take is going to be for lesbians. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. Um, those, oh, man, that actress in Super Seducer 2 was... She was great. She stole the show, in my opinion. And she not was... to shit on Richard LaRuna, but yes to shit on him. But, like, I'm not saying his jokes weren't bad, because I don't know if your jokes were good or bad. I just know that you weren't committing to your jokes because you kept getting embarrassed halfway through. And I have to say, that's part of the seduction tactic, and you were failing your own seduction shit. 
Yeah, that actress was 100% committed, and those scenes were so much better for it. Yeah, for committing to the bit. Mm-hmm. What's next on our list? Uh, so, uh, you may recognize this game, uh, Paranormal, which was the Geek Remix dating So I figured we could just... Featuring also Manga Minks, Hoodie Panda, and Laura Todd. Laura K. Buzz. Yeah, Laura K. Buzz and, Laura K. Buzz and Todd from PBG Hardcore. So... Yeah, first two episodes are out. Tess is still working out the bugs and stuff. You can pay what you want for it, and you can also support Tess's Patreon for a dollar a month to be able to do, to have access to all the updates. To have and access to the updates, and also, I think she does early access for people who are, like, uh, like patrons. Yeah. So the full game is not going to come out on Steam, like, in totality until all five chapters are out. But so far, I really like it. It's a dating sim. So far, you've only had the slightest hint at, like... At actual to, dating? That actual dating. The majority is actually about, I guess, this, being an alien or something. I don't well, know. Well, we don't, we don't know. That's kind of like... It's the, the mystery. It's the mystery that's being unraveled, is that there's there's something with the the player character. There's something going on. That we don't we don't even know. Okay, so t- Tess didn't like, you know, give us like a whole like script and plot I, for this game and run it past us. She was just like, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. Can I put you in it? Oh, <laughs> Tess is also working on Ace Jam, 2019, mm-hmm. and hopefully we'll be able to play their game. So it, Tess is asexual, and we Ace Stan, no matter what type of Ace. I know there's a whole discourse to it. We won't bring it up. All we will say is, or I will say, is uh, ace people are valid and belong in the LGBT plus community, LGBT plus community, and fight me. I agree with that. Yeah. I think, because, you know, I think that the whole the whole deal with, like, the LGBT plus community is that, to me, it is uh, gender and sexuality expression that falls outside of the... Heterosexual... Hetero- like the heteronormative heteronormative sphere so you know whether even if that's you know your ace before somebody every time I'm sorry to interrupt you but every time somebody brings that up they go oh so you think pedophiles should be in there and I'm like no not pedophiles why do they bring it up pedophiles not a sexuality yeah pedophile is is a is like being like saying being a rapist is a sexuality yeah because the definition of pedophilia is not getting consent from somebody. So it's like saying somebody who is a rapist, that's a sexuality. It's not. It's a disorder, and I'm going to stand by that. So, uh, yeah, so if you want to play the first two chapters of Paranormal, you can find that on Itch.io. Um, I really enjoyed that she, what she did with her characters. I think they're very adorable, and the, uh, the art is very cute. And there's, like, uh, the, what do you call it? Um... The sound, the music, it's like the sound of music. No, okay, yes, <laughs> Matt is. Uh, yeah, the sound of the music, music is by what... Mag Dot Low, and he is very good at making the music. It's very chill vibes mm-hmm. to paranormal too. Yeah, chill vibes to paranormal too. Chill vibes. Um, so the next one is one of the games that I enjoyed the most from last year, and that's the new God of War game. So. I what? Uh, no, I was just getting distracted by what you were doing. 
Um, so the new God of War game follows Kratos as he, uh, him and his son Atreus go on a journey to scatter the ashes of Atreus's mother. Um, I really liked what they did with this. They have Kratos being older, and it's in the Norse pantheon. He's matured as a person and grown as a person. I think that's very interesting because I feel like it reflects a lot about how games have also matured. Yeah, one of one of the things that they talked to Cory Barlog about before this game was how uh, it reflects kind of like how he, how a lot of the developers. We talked about this too when we like first started playing the game. That it was like it seemed like since the developers are you know that maybe that worked on those first games have gotten older, that this kind of reflects like a different. That's really cool, that effect. I don't know if you guys can... <laughs> People are listening are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, Sorry. But uh, there's runes coming out of my mouse cursor because I'm changing the background to be thematic what the games are talking about. Yes. But since the developers are older, they're kind of, you know, maybe thinking more about, like, fatherhood and about their place in the world. And I think the game really reflects that. I thought that the gameplay seems, seemed fun. Um, and they kind of take you through different worlds in, like, the Norse mythology with different cr uh, creatures. The one thing I think I maybe would have liked to see more of is uh, variation in, like, the monsters. Yeah, a little more variation in the monsters. But here's the thing. I understand that there's limited budget for everything. And I think I enjoyed the fact that they spent more on the level designs and yeah. the environments, the cutscenes. Uh, the mo-capping and the voice acting. So I'll, I'll, I'll take that sacrifice, you know? And I feel like if you have to choose one mm -hmm. thing to maybe, you know... Choose. I mean, like, the monster design was still good. It mm -hmm. was just that you fought the same monster a couple different times instead of having, like, a wildly different thing every single time you had a boss battle. Mm -hmm. And I think... Because one of the things I majorly remember... Taken. I haven't played God of War, the original, since I was a kid. But it's the fight with the statue, dude, right? Yeah, you get really unique, huge boss battles. And I, maybe I'm... But, yeah, you still felt like you were ch changing really big areas. It was just more puzzles than boss battles. So, it's fine. Well, and they had the the world serpent who... My all big boy. All big of baby. the scenes with the world serpent were super cool. Yeah, I it just made him. you feel so small. Who's my baby? Yeah. I love so. him. He's a big boy. He's like, he. I get the same feeling that I look at him when I see a big dog. Yeah. He, you see him, you're like, that's a big boy. That's a big baby. That's a big baby boy. Uh, next up is uh, everyone's favorite, Detroit Become Human, which I feel like people either really loved or just really hated that game. Um, I... For the Connor and Hank storyline alone, that I, was really great. That was really great, and I—I I mean, here's the thing. Here's another one of those games where there were a lot of really problematic issues in it, and because we played it, we were able to be like, "Hey, here's the good parts. Here's the negative parts. Here's the things that people have issues with." So we can give voices to everybody who's feeling this way, mm -hmm. and I felt like we did gain a lot by playing it. And understanding and like listening to 
the people in the comments and learning their point of view on why they feel certain ways about different characters and different story and points. And what they're doing, yeah. And we were able to, like, validate that and explain to people who didn't understand why, why people would feel this way. Mm-hmm. And then other people were like, I can't believe you're listening to people and understanding them. I can't believe this shit. <laughs> but anyway, Connor and Hank, they're great. I mean, that was honestly one of my favorite games from last year. I really enjoyed it, even though there were parts of it that I was just kind of like, Ooh. Well, it's a David Cage game. I mean, what do you... What do you, what do you yeah. Get? Well, but, like, we also... We fully anticipated that we were going to just laugh our asses off all the way through. And there were actually, like, parts that, like, really got me, like, in the feels, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but for real, we should validate that David Cage did take a lot of real things that happened during the black civil rights movement and in current black civil rights movements uh and then s- literally said this game is not about that and yeah so that yeah. was kind of like not cool and if you're not into that i understand not wanting to play the game and not wanting to buy it and all that stuff and i just wanted to point that out because i don't want to skim over it yes uh i do want to tell if uh we have a funny story about um, the recording for this. So this game came. I this game came out at midnight the night before I was leaving for my trip to Japan. Mm-hmm. And so my I had to leave for the airport at five thirty in the morning on Friday. At eleven p.m. on Thursday, the game unlocks, and like we, when we found out what the release date was going to be, we were like, "Oh crap! Like we have to get a code for this. Like what are we going to do?" We tried to get a code. Of course, like nobody at Quantic Dream cared or whatever. Um, so we were like, "Okay, here's what we'll do. We'll just stay up all night and play it, and then Stacy will just sleep on the plane to Japan." <laughs> And then everyone kept yelling at me, specifically, being like, release more episodes! I'm like, I cannot. Stacey's in a different country. Like, I have to release it, like, two videos, one video a day until she comes back. Like, I don't have a choice. Like, yeah. And they're like, you're missing out on a huge opportunity. And I'm like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, they're giving me so much. You're doing it. Well, and we told people that. So, at the last, at the end of the last episode that I recorded, before my trip to Japan, I was like, okay, everybody, like, I'm going to the airport now, like, I won't I've been be- recording for six hours been, straight. I've been like- recording for six hours straight, and, like, I am exhausted. So I had gotten up for work on Thursday, gone to work all day, came home, packed up all my stuff, played Detroit Become Human, went to the airport, hopped on a plane, hopped on another plane, and then I finally got to go to sleep for, like, four hours. And, like... Pretty much after being up for, like... 36 hours, probably? Yeah. More uh, than that. More than that. Being up for, like, 40 hours before I got to sleep. Um, really did great for your bipolar disorder. Yeah, it was pretty... Really sp- was great for Stacy's mental health. The gr- <laughs> I, I'm not going to complain about it too much, though, because it did mean that I my sleep schedule... Caught got a, reset. Got reset much faster than everybody else's. Oh, so then really... Well, so you weren't the grumpy one. They well, were the oh, no, grumpy one. No, no, no. And here's the funny part. So we had three flights to get to where we were going to in Japan because the first place that we went to was Nagasaki. Mm-hmm. So we had to fly from Chicago to Canada, Canada to Tokyo, Tokyo to Nagasaki. By the time we got on the Nagasaki plane, everybody else was like 
dying and like dragging themselves and me because I've been up for so long was just like all right we're in Japan I'm so excited like and everyone's like oh my god just like can you just like relax everyone's like sleeping on the plane mm -hmm. and it's like 11 p.m. in Japan and I'm like just you know like sitting there but you know how I get when I stay up too much yeah you go into a manic episode I go into a manic episode <laughs> and I'm just kind of like bopping around using <laughs> Using your mental illness for evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scammed. Yeah. Um, you know, I do roll with an advantage on uh, times when it's necessary. But, um, yeah, I was really happy that we got to play it before I went on my trip because... The guy who played this guy, he has, like, a mega good Twitch channel now. Oh, yeah. He's so, got, like, a thousand viewers per stream now. So, the... Uh, what is his name? Ryan Dirt nope. Dish nope. something. Yes. Yeah, Brian. 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 Brian Deschart. Deschart. No, that's anyway, his, that's his I know, name. I know. Okay. Let's yeah. move on to the next game. Okay. Uh, Cap okay, Captain Spirit. So Captain Spirit was the uh I guess, sort of like sort of like a prequel episode mm -hmm. following a different character from the main character that was going to be in Life is Strange 2. Uh, they didn't give us too, uh, we didn't get too much information from Don't Nod before the release of Captain Spirit about, like, exactly who this character was in relation to the... You got an early key, though. That was nice. No, I just mean, um, they didn't tell us, like, oh, this is who this character is. Mm -hmm. They just kind of were like, play it and, like, and see. I'm pretty sure, uh, Michael Kosh, I can't remember his last name, Michael, one of the, the lead writer director for Life is Strange 2, he, I think this is his, he said he related a lot to this kid, mm -hmm. and then basically I think he, this, this is my interpretation, this is not canon, don't like be like, my said this, so it's true. <laughs> They're gonna say it. No. Um, They're gonna do it. I'm pretty sure this is his, like, his childhood his, self. His childhood self. Yeah. And then I see people being like, is this fetishization of abuse? And it's like, okay, I don't know, but maybe a lot of people make games these days to express something that's in their life and stuff because that's what they do. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. How is it fetishized? It does, it, it portrays abuse, but I don't think that it puts a positive spin on it at all. Uh, I think sometimes people just want video games to just be about nothing forever. Yeah. So... Can't, can't have politics in video games. Can't have anything in video games. Just enter the video game and do nothing. Yeah. Just shoot. Just kill things. But that's political. No, it's not. I hear Mario's about late-stage plumber capitalism. Mario? I'm just kidding. It is. How'd you know? <laughs> uh, so, Captain Spirit follows a young boy who... Um, Basically is like, you know, playing around in this house and we get the sense that his dad is maybe uh, going through a bit of a tough time and not handling it very well and not taking care of his son in the best way that he can. And then at the end of that game we get kind of a glimpse into Life is Strange 2 characters, which um, everyone was kind of theorizing about what that would you know, what that was going to look like. Um, and then, of course, we played Life is Strange 2 Episode 1, which introduced us to Sean and Daniel, um, who are two 
Mexican-American, right? They're Mexican-American, yeah. Two Mexican-American boys, uh, brothers, who... um, Bad things happen to them. Bad things happen. And I don't, it really bugs me that people are like, this doesn't happen. And I'm like, ha- first of all, have you been reading the news? The news is real. Second of all, like, I'm not trying to say, like, because I dated someone, I've, like, absorbed their energies or anything, but I was with a Mexican American for seven slash eight years, and we used to go on vacations together all the time in the cheapest way possible by taking, like, road trips to, like, bumblefuck nowhere and yeah. getting and playing on the lake. Like, the cheapest possible ways we could do it. And people treat you way differently than than what you would expect if you're, like, Mexican-American. Even in northern Wisconsin or the in the Midwest and stuff, where, like, just if you go out into the country, people, like, don't like it. Yeah. They get kind of shitty. And on top of that, Everybody I talked to who played the game who has been homeless was like, yeah, that's what it's like to be homeless. People target you for whatever reason that they're mad about because they know that you can't defend yourself. Yeah. So, like, I was talking to, I I don't have their permission, so a person, and they're like, yeah, people will target LGBT plus youth, a homeless youth. Because they're vulnerable. Because they're vulnerable for, like, trying to get them to do like sex acts and people will target uh, youth homeless youth who are minorities to enact their like racist rage so I don't understand why people think that somebody who needs to enact their rage is going to pick two kids that they know can't defend themselves and are not going to be protected by the system like People aren't going to just be racist to you if they don't think they're going to not get away with it. That's how abusers are. Abusers only abuse people that they know they can get away with it for. So it's not like... And they even depicted that racist guy as a multidimensional person because they look at the wall and he's like, oh, I bet you think you're a great person because you're a good family guy. And he probably was. He probably is a great family guy. He probably is a good person in the community. But he has that rage inside of him that he wanted to take out on somebody that couldn't defend themselves legally or Mm -hmm. physically and had no way of reaching out to somebody else to help them. That's how it works to be homeless. People target homeless people for whatever reason they want because they know homeless people can't defend themselves. So that's what, like, I'm just like, you you guys don't have no idea what you're talking about when you say this doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, when we played that, I heard from, you know, some of our viewers that are, you know, Mexican-American, and they were just talking about, like, yeah, like, this pretty much, like, lines up with my experience of, like, strangers yelling at me for no reason. <laughs> like, I wasn't kidnapped, but, like, this is the general yeah. idea, and if, yeah, it just sucks. And another thing I want to point out is that, you know, when when you see, you know, stories, like, in media about people that are, like, outside of, like, your experience... Um, just because, like, these things have never happened to you or because you've never personally seen it happen doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. So it's kind of like the same thing when, um, you know, some men might say, like, oh, like, I've never seen, like, 
you know, women deal with, like, street harassment. And it's like, well, no. But because you're not a woman. Yeah, well, but also, like, just because you've never seen it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. It just means that you've never seen it. And you just, you know, you need to just trust people, like, when they're telling you about their experience that... And sometimes people are like, oh, that sounds so unfair, so therefore it sounds unreasonable that it would happen. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, yeah, that's why it sucks, because something really unfair is happening. People get murdered, like... Yeah. And people believe that because they're dead, like... And then statistically, one in five women get raped. I don't know. I, I think that... And then also one in some... Like, seven men get raped? Okay. I don't know. But, like, statistically, things happen. Bad things happen to people. All the time. Uh... Dep- yeah. Anyway. In the range of 15 to 20%. 15 to 20%. And also, men get raped, too. I don't want to invalidate that. Sorry. Didn't yeah. mean to invalidate that. So... Um, and then we played Shadow of the Tomb Raider, uh, which one of the things that I liked about that game, I mean, it's, it's another Tomb Raider game, so, like, the gameplay is fun, I enjoyed it. It's fun, it's good, it's solid. Yeah, it's solid, there, there are, of course, you know, like, the, one of the things that I really liked about this game in particular is that it kind of, like, addresses the whole, like, Lara, like, what are you doing? You know, my like, daddy says it should be in my house. Well, it, it's like, you know, Jonah is kind of telling her, you know, you think you're fixing all of this and you're actually making things so much worse. Like, if you hadn't done these things, like, you wouldn't have messed everything up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so coming in here thinking that you are, like, the savior character. Because that's something that the series kind of has issues with is that <laughs> check this out <laughs> oh my god would you rather have here somehow it's sexier when one of her boobs is, is showing tomb raider x-ray hold on i kind of want to know what that's about i'm gonna put that on the, the second one just to see what that is tomb raider x-ray is that like if i put my mouse over it it exposes the boob for my pleasure i don't know Um, so this game, you're curious too now. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Okay, but I mean, they can't see that, so this isn't really, like, a good use of our time. Okay, sorry. But there's a, never mind, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, what did, so what else did you think of Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Uh, nothing to complain about okay uh i did like a lot of the uh environments in that game yeah pretty environments yeah it was pretty the puzzles were good uh okay next up is red dead 2 mm-hmm. so that we did not finish i think we got maybe like what six hours into it i just streaming. it wasn't for us you know yeah and i think a lot of people Here's the thing. We were talking shit during the Game Awards because we were just being sassy and just whatever. And everyone's like, stop doing that to my game. And I'm like, I understand loving a game a lot and wanting to defend it all the time. But I don't think Rockstar Games needs you to do it. Well, and the thing is, is that, like, I didn't hate Red Dead. 
I think a lot of people walked away from that thinking that we genuinely like hated the game. No, it was just and like okay. I I mean I thought it was just okay. And the thing is also is that like I enjoyed it and I would enjoy playing more of it. Unfortunately, when games are really a lot slower paced like that, you know, when you're taking like a 5 minute horse ride to go from place to place. And I understand if you like you like that. Yeah, too. it's kind of like the Fallout games. Like we we kind of did the same thing with Fallout 4 where it's like we played it for a little while and then it's like okay, we're just kind of like wandering around and when there's a lot of downtime, it's hard for us like just from like a logistics like let's play perspective. Yeah, if somebody is a solo let's player, they can justify that because they can make videos all day. Stacy and I can only record like once a week. Yeah. For a few hours. So we have to really take our t like choose what's valuable to our time. Yeah. And and like not just not just valuable but like what makes the most sense. And like so it also means that we end up prioritizing stuff even when it's longer that we're really really loving, you mm -hmm. know? Like God of War. It's yeah. a longer game, but we were really enjoying all of it. And it was denser, I guess. And yeah, and it was more And I okay. So one of my criticisms, and I understand why they did this, because people have a huge erection for realism. It's just like the movement. I just feel like this happens a lot in a lot of AAA games these days, where it just feels like everything is so slow. Oh, like the looting mechanism? But even in non, even in just not Red Dead Redemption, sometimes I'm just like so frustrated with how AAA games are just designed everything just feels like uh like everything looks so good and but everything takes forever to do and it's just like so yeah. sluggish and just uh. well it's kind of like you know manage your hunger manage your thirst manage your horse and if you're not somebody who is like really having a good time with that it just makes the game very feel very bogged down yeah i feel it felt when I was playing the game, I felt like I was in one of those dreams where you're trying to run, but your feet are falling through the ground, so you have to, like, run through water. It oh, felt. it's like what your walking speed, how you're yeah. just kind of, like, moseying along. Yeah. yeah. I just... That's, like, a gameplay mechanic kind of thing. I'm just, like, it just takes so long yeah. to do anything. What happened to, like, Halo 2, where I just zoom down a hallway, shoot everybody, and zoom out? Like, that was great. I yeah. missed that. Um, and I wish that I just, uh, man, that, the looting animation really killed me. Yeah, that, I, Because it's like, wow. turn the body over, stand the guy up, pat him down, take his stuff, look at the stuff, put the body down, like, for every single body. And you might be looting, like, 12 bodies. Mm -hmm. And so then you don't want to loot the bodies because you're standing there. Like, you, you really want to just kind of, like, press a button and everything just, like, it's less realistic to have everything just, like, zip to you, but, like... Please just do it. Like, please just do that, you know? Um, I, the, I have the same problem with other AAA games. Like, let's say a game I really liked was The Last of Us. Just the, the whole, when you want to turn, when you're running, oh, Joel has to pivot his body, turn his body, and then move away. And you're like... Holy! I understand why it would look weird. It just there's gotta be a better way. Yeah, 
I, I get it. You want this to look so good for people who don't really follow video games. But... Well, I think you know what it is, is that... And this is definitely not... We're, we're kind of, like, talking about games beyond Red Dead at this point, I think. But mm -hmm. I think sometimes games, when they get so focused on, like, realism, mm -hmm. um, they kind of miss uh, things that you should do just to make gameplay better, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and not having things just take you the amount of time that they would take in a real-life situation... It's less realistic, yes, but it's much more enjoyable to play when you make improvements like that. You know, it's like for a Fallout game, it, you know, when you talk to people and they're just like, oh yeah, uh, all you have to do is install these 20 mods to make the gameplay, like, really great. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, why should I have to do that? How about you make the game good? Yeah. Uh, okay, so next one is the Shapeshifting Detective, which, um, for those of you who aren't aren't familiar that was the FMV game that we played it had a lot of the same if you haven't watched it yet I would definitely go check it out it had a lot of the same actors as Contradiction mm -hmm. which everybody really loved um, also had some of the same actors from the infectious madness of Dr. Decker which we played but did not come out last year so we're not covering that here but the shape-shifting detective you basically play as this detective who can has this like ability to shift into different people and then you're going around interviewing people in this town to figure out there's going to be some there's been a murder there's going to be another murder we're trying to figure out like who and what is going on so i really liked that one i thought that was fun um okay what <laughs> no i was just laughing at the desktop what did you like about it uh, everything I, I liked it. I just like FMV games because they're just the right level of cheesy. Yeah, I yeah. just like the cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I thought you could talk for a little about a bit about Pokemon. Let's go, Eevee. I liked it. Solid game. I know a lot of people are like, oh, they're making it super casual. So because they got rid of the random battles for yes. And honestly, I was like, oh, God, they're getting rid of the random battles. But I remember every time I played fucking Pokemon, I was like. All right, the random battles is going to take 13,000 years to do. Yeah. It really streamlines the game, and it didn't take anything away because you still have to fight all of the trainers. To get any to progression. To get any progression. And I just, it, did, it streamlines the game in a way that didn't take away from anything. And they added in a bunch of other stuff that was really cool and fun. Just mm -hmm. a fun thing. And I, I, I hope that they give you the option to do that. And, but still let you have the random battles. I think a lot of the people who just didn't pick up Pokemon Let's Go Eevee slash Let's Go po Pikachu are just, you're missing out. Because I totally understand your argument, but if you played it, you'd be like, oh, wow, yeah, this is, this is better. I would just think it also makes it easier if you're the type of person who is thinking to yourself, okay, I can play this for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I would like to do, you know, like, say, if you're just, you know, thinking, I want to just, like, sit down and play this for a little while, blah, 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 when you don't have, I, I don't know, I just remember sometimes, like, sitting down and getting caught in a bunch of, like, random stuff, and then I'm like, oh, like, I don't have time to play anymore, and I still didn't get to do anything cool, because I just, like, dealt with random battles mm -hmm. for, like, the whole time. Mm-hmm. 
so maybe they're kind of trying to broaden the audience that that can appeal to by making it so the player has more control. Mm-hmm. The next one is The Return of the Oberdin, which was that indie game where you play as an insurance inspector, I think, and you're giving, given, it was, this was an indie game, you're given a, like, magical compass, I think, and you go onto this ship and basically something real fucked up happens and the ship comes back everyone's dead except for like two people mm-hmm. and so there's nobody who could tell you what happened but using this magical compass and a journal you go around the ship and you can kind of eventually suss out like what happened to all these different char- all these different people that died and where they are because you're supposed to submit you know the very end of the game is like submitting insurance adjustments mm-hmm. you get to see based on what happened to everybody. Um, Something that I really liked about this game is that when we first started playing it, I had no idea where, like, how far it was going to go. We were thinking, like, oh, everyone just got, you know, somebody got shot, somebody fell overboard, normal stuff. Yeah, no, it went went some directions. It went some places. Because I remember, the you know, with the first couple murders that we put in, we were looking at all the options because you're supposed to choose... Uh, you're supposed to like figure out what happened to each person and make choices, but it gives you kind of like a list. And we're looking through, and we're like, these look like kind of odd choices. Mm-hmm. What could these be related to? And then as it goes through, you see like more and more weird stuff happening. Yeah, <laughs> and, like it goes some places. So uh, we ended up. Uh, Cheating at the very end because we did not want to sit there and do a logic puzzle with an Excel spreadsheet for no, five yeah, hours. No way, no way. People were giving us a hard time. They were like, it's not a let's play if you look up the answers. And I, I was, didn't I didn't see that, but I don't give a shit. No, no, no. There was one person who was like, it's not a let's play if you look up the answers. And I was like... Oh, I don't have ten hours, okay? Yeah. And do you really want to just sit there and listen to us, like... I, I wouldn't want to watch that. So, and we wanted to get to the end of it in kind of a timely fashion. So we, I mean, we saved that till the very end. So like, if you just wanted to skip over that, you can. The next one is probably one of the worst games we've ever played, ever. The Quiet Man. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It was bad. It was really bad. (laughs) It was so bad, but it was also like, so good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It managed to function as a game enough for me to experience what the fuck was that, you know? Yeah. So The Quiet Man was this game that like was quietly released uh, with pretty much no fanfare because it, you know, the publisher probably looked at it and they were just like, oh no. Like, we're we're just gonna like put this out and not say anything about it. And the, the thing is though, the graphics engine looks slick as fuck. But then it's well, just it's the real, same it's real, shit. It's real people. No, I'm but just... when <laughs> there was one really cool thing where they had it go from a real person, yes. and then the camera pans and it's in it's an engine. And I was mm-hmm. like, that looks what, looks cool. Great. Transition. That was a cool transition. And that's what it ended. Yep. And the 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 weirdest thing is is that they're like we're going to put subtitles for everything you need to know. 
And the only the, thing we hear, oh like, there's no anything. The whole game, just no music, nothing. The only thing we hear is this guy talking about how he fucked a lady, and then after that, silence. So let me explain for people who didn't play this, or play or watch this game, what it is. So The Quiet Man, the premise, which is cool, is that it is a guy who is deaf, who is, you know, is basically involved with, like, some gangsters, and there's, like, things, there's, there's plot. The plot gets really convoluted and is stupid. But the that's never explained that's, either. Yeah, but the premise of this guy being deaf and like, oh, you're experiencing the game as a deaf person. Okay, cool. I can get behind that. Unfortunately, what they do is they have this. They just turn the sound off. They just turn the sound off, and this person who clearly understands sign language and has like conversations with these people in this N game. Actually, just... from somebody, somebody in the comments was like, I do sign language. They're not saying anything. Oh my god. They're not. They're just like kind of. Like shittily saying random words. Oh my god! And I was like, oh, because you would think that like characters looking at the person, they're yeah. signing, and then the character looks away, and someone's trying to warn them, and you would think that would be part of the game. No, it's literally just a normal game, a normal story with the sound turned off. But it's not a normal story because weird things happen. Wait a it's second. Hold very... on. How did that guy do the supernatural stuff? Where? Yeah. The more you think about it, the more your head hurts because then it's like, if it was just that, if it, if you know what, I'm just gonna t fucking tell you, if it was just a kidnapping that the the lady organized, where's the magical powers coming from? Where'd that come from? Why? That's never explained. Well, Why is the dad the bird and then you become the bird and everyone's the bird? And the thing is, is that at the very end of this, after playing through, and so there's large swaths of this game that just have a conversation that you can't understand that you're just watching and like nothing's happening because they clearly didn't, pl didn't like set it up thinking, oh, the player's not going to be able to understand this. There's like no like facial expression acting going on. They're literally just talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And it frustrates me because it's like, you know, we deaf, deaf people can understand what's going on. Yeah, they can read lips. They can read lips. They can read sign language. We like, can understand can... the words that we are saying. Yeah. We were playing as the character. We had no idea what we, the character, were saying. Yeah. It's just, oh, God. It's just But it's the less so play bad. we did, I think we're, I, we should be really proud because we just, we just said what we thought was being said. <laughs> So we made up our own plot. We made up our own plot, which was better. Yep. Because... Definitely better. <laughs> and the gameplay was just absolutely atrocious. Of course it was. Okay. Why would it, why would it be anything other than that? So on to something that was much cooler mm -hmm. uh, was gris, which is the Spanish word for gray. It is also the French word for gray. Oh, so it's gris, I think. It's gris. Gris, yeah. It's Spanish, yeah. Yeah. But that word is also French, so I keep I keep reading it like it's the French word, but it, the developers are Spanish. Mm -hmm. So Gris is an interesting game. It's very artistic and beautiful. It's about you know depression and mental health, but I don't. It's hard to how would you describe it? It's just it's just a pretty game about, and they keep it really vague, and it's about 
just not being sad when you're sad. It's about grief. Yeah. I, I just thought it was very... It's just a really pretty a platformer. Pretty, yeah. It's a very pretty game with, you know, some light puzzling and um, going through these different colored worlds. Gave me a very much like a Steven Universe vibe in some places. Mm-hmm. Um, just the art was really beautiful. So, And there was also Donut County, which you think is a game about holes, and it's actually about capitalism. So... But that was a pretty... I typed in Donut County, and it's it's anime butts. Yeah, that makes sense. What? Yeah. yeah. Donut Hole 2B is 60 FPS. I don't know if you should... Oh, shit. <laughs> what the fuck is... Never mind, I don't... What the... What don't it, look what up is, Donut. What is anime? Yeah. Okay, so Donut County is a game. It kind of reminded us of Katamari Damacy because it, it scratches that same kind of itch where you're like, oh, I just kind of want to, like, do this little task. And so basically you create, uh, you, you're a raccoon who is controlling a hole in the ground with an app, and you move the hole around to swallow up things that are on the surface of the planet and as things fall in, the hole gets bigger and bigger, and so you're gradually working up to being able to swallow up everything. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of like a neat little story that goes along with it. Um, super fun to play. Uh, definitely kind of like a relaxing game to just sit down and play. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I had asked people if they had questions... Uh, related to some of the games that we played this year, one of the things that was brought up was that people wanted us to talk about how more and more games are starting to tackle mental health. Mm-hmm. So examples from this year would include Anamorphine, which was a game that we played of, that was about depression, but also Grease and Night in the Woods, which mm-hmm. was from 2017. Um, Night in the Woods was amazing. I know that didn't come out last year, but if you haven't played that yet, I would definitely go check it out. Uh, some parts of that definitely hit you, uh... Pretty hard. Pretty hard. Because it just has that kind of feeling of, like, what am I doing? It, I don't know, it really, it really made me feel that, that anxiety of, like, what am I doing with my... It communicated that anxiety of, like, that you have sometimes where it's, like, what am I doing with my life right now? Because the character is kind of, like, stuck in a transitional phase, Mm -hmm. and they don't know what's going to happen next, and they kind of don't know how to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's really cool that some of these games are starting to tackle mental health stuff and not, like, in a super traditional way. So Where it's like the twist is they're crazy. <sighs> and you're like, okay, but they're crazy. But why they're crazy. That's why. Yeah. You're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the twist is they not only are they a serial killer, but they have bipolar disorder. How weird. Weird, crazy. And you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I and I just also appreciate it when games kind of, you know. Like... I've been working on a script about um, mental health in video games, and 
there's a few examples of people using VR and other stuff to express how it feels to be autistic in a in the public space and why mm. sometimes people what um, the autistic community I could be wrong about this so like don't please please correct Mar- me Mari is not speaking for the autistic community uh, yeah I'm not speaking for the com- autistic community because sometimes people with autism can have what can be described as a freakout or a breakdown where they just like sensory overload yeah the sensory overload where they just like can't take it and like start yelling and just like doing things to like cope with how overloaded they are and there's um, some VR experiences that I'm going to talk about in this video that I'm making that uh, properly express how overwhelming that is so people can understand oh this is why somebody like I can barely handle this for a minute I can totally understand why somebody would like freak out yeah why somebody would get get, like really upset if this was all the time and there was no way of escaping it, you know? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I know that, um, I, I do not have autism, but like as somebody who's can sometimes struggle with anxiety in social situations or in public places, I've gotten a lot better about being able to handle public spaces, but there have been periods of time in my life where I had a really hard time being around lots of people and it's not a fun experience and it's, really and like I definitely had breakdowns in public multiple times and people are not always very understanding about why and they talk about you as if you can't hear them and you're like yeah yeah I don't understand there were people people that that. there were people that literally like laughed at me at in like in my face and I don't understand why people yeah act like that probably because they're douchebags that's the answer yes that's the (laughs) That's the answer. <laughs> oh, because they're awful people? Yeah, yeah, they're just pieces of shit. Yeah. The end. So, um, to close out, like, maybe let's go over some of our anticipated 2019 games. Kingdom Hearts 3! So, hold on. I just want to specify that this is... O- I'm only looking at games that have a confirmed 2019 release date. So, there's obviously a lot of other ones that are coming out probably in 2019 that... I'm, you know, we could be here all day talking about a bunch of different, like, stuff that's supposed to be coming out, but I thought we could just stick to the ones that are coming out in the next few months, confirmed release dates, etc., etc. So, Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts 3! Ugh, I am not, okay. I played Kingdom Hearts 1. I played Kingdom Hearts 2. I played Kingdom Hearts Birth Based Sleep or whatever for the Game Boy. (laughs) Birth Based Sleep? Birth... I'm not joking around with these names, okay? Like, <laughs> Birth by Sleep, I think it was called, oh. or Remix, where what? you play the game. It's on the Game Boy, and then there's... But I didn't play Kingdom Hearts 365 divided by 2. Did not play Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. And I'm like, you know what? Just give me three. And they're like, no. Here's Kingdom Hearts triply doop dop Scream emo geometry and you're like what does that mean like I just want to play Kingdom Hearts 3 and they're like no here's Kingdom Hearts for the PS Vita that's only been released in Brazil and if you don't play this you're not going to understand what's going on and here's the the organization 13 nobody introvert opposites and you're like what? (laughs) Can I just read you some of these you'll know these titles but for people 
Okay, Kingdom Hearts 358 divided by two, over two days. Yes. By two days. Chain of Memories. Uh, yeah, Kingdom play Hearts, Chain of Memories. Kingdom Hearts 3D, Dream Drop, Distance. Yes. Kingdom Hearts 0 0.2, Birth by Sleep, A Fragmentary Passage. Exactly. 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 This is the sh bullshit that me, as of someone trying to love Kingdom Hearts, has to deal oh, with. Oh, wait, and then there's also Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Well, because there was Kingdom Hearts 2.5, which was supposed to be, like, whatever, but then they were like, oh, no, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, because now they've added more to, to pre-pro pre you for, and you're like, what? <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. And I'm just like, can somebody just, like, give me a recap can, of what, yeah. everything that happened in there? Oh, you know that there's going to be people... No, I I think it can't be explained. It can't be done? But here's the thing. When you're playing Kingdom Hearts, at some point, you just gotta say, this plot doesn't make any fucking sense. And just go with and it. And just go with it. Because yeah. you play Kingdom Hearts 1, it's like you have to close the Kingdom Heart door so that we can save pretty much the multiverse, because if we keep the doors open, everything's gonna be destroyed by the darkness. Mm -hmm. But then in Kingdom Hearts 2, they say, you have to open the doors again, and you're like, wait, why? The nobodies, the nobodies are coming, but like, if we open the doors, won't the darkness have, was, won't what? we be redoing the problem we had in Kingdom Hearts 1? And they're like, no, you have to close the doors. Okay, now open them. But I'm like, but they were, we had them, cl what? What? <laughs> Like, even in Kingdom Hearts 2 in the beginning, I was like, I'm just going to accept this and be okay with all these cameos. Yep. Like, I'm just going to go play with Mulan. Yeah. And just do my accept, thing. Just accept all the all the fun cameos and just, just go. Just do it. Just do it's it. fine. Uh, we will also get more Life is Strange 2 starting at the end of this month. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really excited about that. So, they... That was what they did that super cool uh, live action trailer thing for. So it wasn't like a trailer for something we hadn't seen before. It was the voice actors acting out a real scene, that last scene from the end of episode yeah, one. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that, that was, was really fun. cool. I was like, you should be spending your resources on taking episode two. And I was <sighs> like, guys, just like relax. It's going to happen. And I know that waiting sucks. But I'd rather wait for something good than have something be rushed. Well, and here's the thing, is that whenever they do rush out games and they're crap, the first thing people always say is, why didn't you just wait? Like, why didn't you just spend more time on it? So, I would always that... I they're probably listening to your feedback and, f and changing the game for you, you buttheads! <laughs> I would always rather them take their time... And let AJ moan. Yeah, he's he's bored. He's like, ooh, carpet. Okay, then there's also the Resident Evil 2 remake, which we played the demo of, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm pretty excited for. Mm -hmm. So, looks pretty good. I have to edit that as soon as we're done recording this. Yep. And then we also have Far Cry New Dawn, which was unveiled yeah. at the Hashtag Game Awards. Ha Far Cry... 
girl apocalypse. Yeah, pink, <laughs> the pink apocalypse. <laughs> the flowery girl apocalypse. Like, it looks, hell yeah. Yeah, it looks super fun. They're like, what if we made the apocalypse not fucking look like shit? What if we made it, what if when all the humans are dead... Everything's better. Everything's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's yeah. better. It's kind of like The Last of Us, where like they're like, oh, all the people are dead. Nature takes over. Things are pretty again. And then, but like all the people that are still around are like total assholes. That's what it is. Yeah. So that looks super cool. And also, Devil May Cry 5, which. Ooh, Devil May Cry sexy power. Boys. I remember we were watching that trailer and you kept being like, oh, did you see that? Oh, did you see that? And I was like, no, because I was so distracted by all the character designs. <laughs> so distracted by all these beautiful people in this game. I was just... <laughs> they really could... They really jump on the millennial energy by being like, look at all these people who are like really good at doing what they do, which is a very specific thing, mm -hmm. and they're all gorgeous, and they live in a van. And they live in a van. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, they, that, that's that millennial energy. <laughs> Overqualified and broke. Yeah. Overqualified, broke, and gorgeous. Overqualified, broke, and gorgeous. 2019. Yeah. And they're probably all bisexual. 2009, yeah, <laughs> overqualified, broken, gorgeous, 2019 energy. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I think that is it for games for today. Uh, if you want to keep in touch with me between recordings of videos and stuff, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr at GeekRemixAlot. I do a lot of uh, fashion stuff, cosplays, blah, Stacey's blah, blah. Stacey's an Instagram model. It's true. And you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram at Geek Remix, posting memes about gamers rising up <laughs> and, like, <laughs> pictures of bread that I made. Yeah. And AJ. And yeast. And yeast. <laughs> and cooking uh, things and pictures of AJ. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.